training, racing, who has time for a relationship? The Pinnacle asks pro athlete couples for their advice. You figure out like what lights each other up, so encourage more of that in one another. And what about when you add young kids to that mix? Yeah, it does seem chaotic at times. Pretty much all the time. It seems like total chaos. But don't worry, we've brought on a marriage counselor who specializes in athlete couples to get her tips and tricks. It's the Love and Relationships episode of the Goo Energy Lab's Pinnacle Podcast. Inspiration and information for athletes by athletes. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Goo Energy Labs Pinnacle Podcast. I'm Fatty of FatCyclist.com and hosting with me is my good friend, former Dirty Kanza champ, Goo community organizer, and all-around nice guy, Yuri Hauswald. Yuri, it's almost Valentine's Day. Have you gotten anything for Vanessa? Uh, to be totally transparent and honest, no. Good for you. You know, I, I I have not gotten anything for Lisa either, and she's not getting anything for me. Although, I do have a new full suspension mountain bike on order for her. Which she obviously knows about now. Oh, oh well, she's known about it for months. It has nothing to do with Valentine's Day, but I guarantee you I am getting more brownie points for that than I ever would for a dozen roses. Oh, most definitely. But we are talking about Valentine's Day because this is the Goo Pinnacle love episode right fatty being an athlete means that you know there's a lot of demands that are put on how you live training traveling racing eating buying gear all the time it it tires me just thinking about it but it puts a strain on a relationship right is it even possible to be a committed athlete and still have a a successful relationship the answer is definitely right Uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, in this episode, you know, yeah, in this episode, we're talking with people who have made it happen, who are making it happen, and with a psychologist uh, who has an ultra endurance running background in her past, um, who actually makes a living out of helping athletes build good, ha- healthy, strong relationships. We are going to start the set of interviews that we have here three good interviews with Jeff Kirkove and Karen Jarkow. And these two lovebirds are incredible. They both have full-time office-type jobs. Jeff's in customer service and marketing for Ergon. And Karen does marketing for Ergon. And they're they're both pro athletes racing for Topeak Ergon. Can you believe that? I know. And they are married. It's like they're never apart, right? (laughs) This This is not even the first time we've talked with these two. We talked with them a few years ago before they got married, and it's a huge travesty that we never released that episode. Yeah, the problem was we just laughed for about two hours. I don't even know what we talked about. Yeah. Um, still, we should put it out there as a bonus episode sometime if you can ever find that uh, that in the archives. Oh, yeah. My, my Dropbox archive goes on for, for miles, I will tell you that. The point is... They are as awesome together now as they were a couple of years ago. And now they've got a couple of years of marriage and racing and working together under their belts. And they make it look easy. Our first interview in the love episode is with this awesome married couple. And second, we chat with Emma Garrard and Ian Hartley, 
Um, Emma is a goo athlete and these two have a slightly different situation than Karen and Jeff. Yeah. They both have full-time jobs, kind of like Karen and Jeff, but she is a pro athlete and he is more of a recreational type. And throw into the mix two littles, uh, both under the age of five. So we will be looking to them for some tips on finding time. And last but not least, we talk with Dr. Joan Steidinger. She's a psychologist and counselor who specializes in relationships for athlete couples. She literally wrote the book on it. It's called Sisterhood and Sports. All right, so let's get right to it. We're kicking off with Karen Jarkow and Jeff Kirkov, two pro athletes for Topeak Ergon and Young Professionals, all while being married. Jeff and Karen, welcome to the Pinnacle. Thanks for Thanks. having us. Yeah, it's awesome to be here. How do you guys make your relationship work as two professional athletes who also have other jobs, right? Right, uh, right. How do you do it? It's a lot of like give and take. It's I got to let Karen enjoy and do the adventures and endeavors that she wants to do as an athlete. And then on the flip side of it, she's very gracious at letting me do the crazy borderline sometimes obnoxious and dangerous stuff that I like to do on the bike. Like what? Well, just, you know, like I'll go out and race my bike for two days. 200 miles or, on, yeah, the, two, on the yeah, snow it's like, and win. Right. Sorry, that's his nutrition sponsor stepping in there. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for that. No, but I, I definitely uh, keep her on her toes as far as like, you know, going out and doing these rides and these races, you know, and she's sitting at home and basically watching from her computer and you know, having to wonder what's going on out there. And there's been times. I don't do that anymore though. I have, I have, and I realized it drove me freaking (laughs) bananas watching that dot. And then like, if it stopped for, I was like at home alone, yelling at my computer, thinking Jeff could hear me. (laughs) I mean, I was crazy. So I have now realized that I need to like last year, I went and did a fat bike race when he did a race like this to make sure I was gone for X amount of time. And I could check in and out. And then this past um, this past race he had just done um, and did great at, I um, took a trip to St. George, Utah. So I've uh, I've learned from that that I need to be distracted a little bit. <laughs> and I think that makes for a good tip number one is <laughs> you, if you are going to be in a relationship with an athlete, you can't just sit at home taking up knitting or being oh, no, no, or, or no. you know staring at the phone or computer right. or whatever other device. You right. got to have your own life. Yeah, and that's just how I'm wired in general. Like I need to kind of be doing things, and I would love to actually be there at the event with him. But I've kind of told myself that I don't really want to be there because I don't want to be an out for him. Like I feel like these really long endeavors, like it needs to be you against the course, and you need to do it because you love it. And you want to be out there by yourself for this amount of time. And I feel like, and in these races, he has these like super high highs and these like extreme lows. And I mean, I tell him, I'm like, don't call me, don't text me, don't look at Facebook. (laughs) Don't like, you don't, I don't think you should have any kind of stimulus in that way because it just, it needs to be you and your bike in this like long endurance endeavor. Um, So I feel like if I were to be there, um, it would be easier in those low moments to be like, oh, well, Karen could just pick me up in like an hour. Right. Um, so I choose to not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that sounds mean. I don't know. <laughs> I hope that doesn't sound heartless. I mean, I obviously love him. <laughs> but no, 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 I was just going to comment and say, Jeff, you found your person. You're really lucky. I mean, she gets you, man. Like, 
That's awesome to have found a partner that totally understands that side of your passion for the sport right. and what you need and stuff. So dang, you're lucky. Super, super um, lucky. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And that's recorded, Jeff. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, and I'm going to throw myself in the same boat with my wife because yes. she tolerates that. I'm listening to you to talk about what works for you guys makes me reflect upon what works for my wife, Vanessa and I too. Um, which leads me to, you know, like my first question for you guys. I mean, inherently, right. What we do is really selfish. The three of us, four of us, right. you know, training, racing, traveling, doing all of that. Um, it's sort of one of the downsides of being a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. um, how do you guys balance the selfishness or uh, with, you know, time together? Do you have any tips for listeners out there on, on how they can find that balance between the selfishness of being a pro athlete and then finding time for each other too? You know what I really think has been a huge help? Um, it, it has never been super easy. I definitely, um, like when I first, when we first got together, I really wasn't racing a whole lot. So, and I didn't really have a coach and I didn't really know what I was doing. And I kept trying to like, just do what Jeff was doing and keeping up with him. And that caused a lot of problems because when you're on a long ride together and you're both like kind of at your edge, like you're not that nice to each other. Um, and so I learned pretty quickly on that one, I needed to get a coach um, just to offer some structure as to, um, like my week is dialed right away. And I know when I can ride with Jeff and when I can't ride with Jeff, when I need to be by myself, um, so on and so forth. And I think that has helped a ton. Um, and then Jeff and I do everything together. I hope, um, which is not a bad thing. Um, but it can sometimes cause extra emphasis on finding time for yourself too. I think that time alone is not selfish and it actually strengthens the relationship. So like you have the, like we, we are, we're on the same race team. We work for the same company. We live together. We work from home. Um, for me, I know I need my own time. So I make sure I do that. But then I also make sure we, we make sure that we have time together that, you know, we don't talk about work. We don't talk about racing go to dinner or do something together that, you know, is aside from the bike, just because so much of what we do is, I mean, our whole life basically revolves around biking. So I think it's really important for athlete couples to find, to schedule in solo time as well as time together with no talk about work or bike. What are some of the mechanics behind how you schedule those times? It's kind of simple as it sounds. It's like almost every Monday or Tuesday or something like I'm like Karen what do you got going on this week you know she'll lift she'll list off like you know maybe what some big training day she might have or uh work things she has going on and then we you know I'll try to fit in you know places where we can ride bikes together or mm -hmm. uh different things that we can do outside of as Karen was saying work and bike whether that's cook dinner, go out for dinner, go to a movie, go to the hot you know, springs, go to the hot springs, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. it, but we don't have a calendar. There's nothing written down on a wall. It's basically mm -hmm. just me or her saying, 
What do you got planned for this week? Yeah, it's pretty natural. That's that's exactly what my wife and I do too. It's it's so funny the similarities here. I mean, we we chatted a little bit earlier offline about how we have a shared <laughs> calendar, you know, that we just keep in our office so we can kind of keep tabs on on where we are. Fatty, do you do something similar? I just do what Lisa tells me to. <laughs> <laughs> Smart, super simple that way. Smart man. That does keep it simple. <laughs> does keep it simple. <laughs> no. I- out of all of us, my uh, my life may be the simplest of all of them. I have a regular uh, nine to five job at a regular company, and Lisa and I do I would say ninety five percent of our training together. Oh, and wow. so it is. I mean, really, it uh, it's pretty easy for us. Her job is as a nurse at a hospital, and um is a little bit less regular, but even so, uh, she's senior enough and in a position that lets her work, um, with, with very few weekends. So we have our, 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 our life is perhaps a little bit simpler than, than y'all's. That said, I, I'm very interested in the riding together part of mm-hmm. a relationship. Um, Obviously, you both have you both have rigorous schedules for for how far you need to ride, the type of riding you're going to do. But you like to ride together. How do you make that work? How, as committed racing athletes, are you still able to get on your bikes and ride together? So I find um, having a coach has made it easier to enjoy time together because, um, like, if we have a window at the same time. And we sit, I say, well, I have this I have to do today. And Jeff says, well, he has to do this today. We know when it matches and when it doesn't match. Um, Mm. and then it's also too, like, we have no ego when it comes to like, like I've had days where I can drop Jeff and Jeff has days where I'm like completely on my limit or I have to back off because I just don't have it that day. And that used to, really annoy me, like if I would get dropped, but I have learned to actually use that to my advantage. Um, and I guess in those moments, you kind of take off your husband wife hat and you put on your athlete hat. And I'm using that as visualization of a race scenario of like, I have to hold this wheel and I'm not going to show any mercy if I get in front of them. Yeah. I mean, you're spot on. I mean, it's, you basically just kind of, kind of match up the, whatever the training might be for that given day or that week or whatever, and just try to fit in where the effort levels equate at some point, whether, mm-hmm. you know, and and for the most part, there's probably, we probably ride together two times a week at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, easily on the, whether it's a recovery day or, you know, an endurance day or whatever it might be. There's, there's almost always one to two rides every week where, we get anywhere from one to three hours of pedaling time together. I have to jump in here because I've seen this in action. I've actually ridden with the two of these guys (laughs) where, oh yeah, where like Karen's already out doing intervals somewhere and Jeff and I and our crew, we end up rolling out and finding Karen and then she joins us, you know? So it's it's really cool how you guys have um, been able to sort of, you know, overlap your uh, calendars and see where they then diagram up, you know, where there's the, 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 the crossover and, and make it work. That's super cool. My wife and I try to do that with yoga, you know, once or twice a week. So if you guys were to meet the younger you or another couple that was kind of like the two of you who 
you know, they see there's something there, you're a couple of athletes, you're very busy. What would be the advice you would give them? I mean, I've actually had, I've actually had girlfriends come to me um, who are like, oh my gosh, how do you guys do it? Like, it seems like, you know, you go and ride together all the time and you just like have, like, it's not stressful. And, and like one thing, like you have to be aware that social media never really tells the entire story, I guess. Um, and to be okay with it, like, like an example would be, um, Grand Junction Off-Road last year, I had a terrible race. And unfortunately I took a lot of it out on Jeff, not proud of it. But at the end of the race, I just like, I was like in tears. And I think I was like saying some things I probably shouldn't to him. And someone had taken a picture of us. And posted it on the internet. And people are like, oh, we love you guys. Or like, oh, th- this couple. And I'm like, oh, my God, if they only knew how mean <laughs> they I knew was, what was being. Going on. I was like, I'm not <laughs> proud of that moment. But but uh, but we've learned from that. And we communicate afterwards when you cool off. And um, like my biggest tip is, I would say, communication. And mm-hmm. to be kind to yourself and um, your partner, because probably that person is your number one supporter of anybody. And to know you're not going to get it right all the time. Like we all mess up. Um, But to come back together about it and figure it out together. I would go with the, basically to have just like that support system there. Um, There's going to be the relationships where, you know, like the husband or boyfriend might be a cyclist, the wife, girlfriend might be a runner. And it's just like, they each need to support each other in whatever their passion might be, whether that's one weekend you're going to the guy's bike race and on the next weekend the, the gal has her half marathon or whatever or whatever it might be. It's it's give and take. It's like you just have to be there. Each one has to basically balance each other's efforts and their passions and what drives them. Because if it's not, if like if you're both trying to follow the same path and one person isn't like necessarily on board with that path, you'll see it in the relationship. Cause that actually happened to us too, is that, um, so Jeff and I, our goals are completely different, so different. And, um, for a while, I mean, Jeff is so good at being such a great supporter. He was doing all of the races that I wanted to do, um, which was convenient for me, but, um, I could see it in his mood. I could see it in like his motivation that it wasn't lighting him up. You know, it wasn't what really made him happy. So we came together and we talked about it and I really encouraged. I'm like, you know, I've seen the way you get excited about these super long races where it comes to meticulous planning, preparation. And I'm like, you need to do that. Like, you don't need to do these 50 mile races, these 30 mile races where you're just not, it's just not your thing. That's okay. And that's okay. So I think, um, just like Jeff said, like supporting each other's, you figure out like what lights each other up. So encourage more of that in one another. Thank you for sharing Thanks. that. You guys <laughs> yeah, are such, no you're so inspirational. Seriously. I mean, I've seen, I've known you guys for almost close to a decade and <clears throat> seen you as a couple for a long time and raced with you and uh, it's just, it's fun to watch cause I, you know, hope that my wife and I are similar and, and then to see it in you guys is, is really cool. So thanks for being you. Yeah. Thanks for being you too. <laughs> <laughs> Karen and Jeff, thank you so much for your insights and for your tips. You are the kinds of couple that I think a lot of, uh, racers want to be. 
Thanks so much for being on The Pinnacle. Yeah, thank you so much. Those two are so fantastic, Fatty. Oh, they but are. you know, yeah. But you know, it would be even harder than being two pro athletes in a relationship. How about if one of you is doing all the training, and you have a couple of young kids added into the mix? Yeah, it's doable, but it takes work and some help. But Emma Gerard and Ian Hartley are right in the middle of it, the thick of it. She's an ex-Terra pro athlete. He's a recreational rider. They both have full-time jobs. Calling them busy, we'd be putting it mildly. And in mm. fact, they had to get a babysitter so they could join us for this podcast. Yeah, they really did. And they are managing it somehow. And they find time for each other, which makes them amazing. Emma, Ian, welcome to The Pinnacle. Great to be on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So you two are the very picture of the busy athlete outdoor couple um here's my understanding of your lives if i you but you have two young children a five-year-old and a one-year-old you each have full-time jobs and emma you are a pro triathlete who is transitioning to running as well as doing a lot of xterra is that right have i about got it you got it yeah so what do you do with all your spare time <laughs> we don't have it. <laughs> uh, obviously, the no. real question is yeah. the exact opposite. You two are super busy, and I think that there are a lot of couples who ha- who are just trying to hold this kind of thing together. How do you make it happen? <laughs> <laughs> Where to start? You know, we're we're both working hard every day, um, getting the kids ready and obviously both boys are in childcare now mm-hmm. and then we have family that live in park city that help out too ian emma of course is the pro athlete and you are a more of a normal athlete right so strictly recreational fatty that's uh that's my program <laughs> <laughs> i like it he's a very good rider man i've ridden with him he's a good rider are you left uh with the uh majority share of the kid tending duties or how does that work i don't think it would be fair to say that necessarily i think Mm -hmm. emma's got a lot of balls in the air but uh i don't think uh the sport ever affects her commitment to family but uh you know i think every couple has their uh strength and strengths and weaknesses uh maybe mine is uh scheduling is my big weakness and uh (laughs) but i'm very i'm very good at tidying the house (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's, you, a get, there's got to be a give and take, right, in, in in every relationship. I mean, you can't be good at everything. I think my definitely. wife would take a tidy tidy house over, uh, you know, some of um, my other skills that I do or don't have here. Um, <laughs> How so, do you two find time for each other with as busy as you are, the kids, the jobs, and the training? Occasionally, um, someone in our family will w- watch the boys and will mm-hmm. go to a concert or dinner. That hasn't happened in a while. Or or a bike ride. (laughs) Bike ride. The last thing we did together was uh, cross-country skiing. Not my bag at all. But uh, (laughs) I chased them around as she was pulling the uh, chariot, and it slowed her down almost enough for me to keep up with her. No, no. He... (laughs) He was helping push it from behind. I mean, it, it sounds like you guys really think about having your kids be 
a part of your of your lives outdoors. What else are you doing to keep your kids outside and to keep them a part of all the training and the racing and just the, you know, the outdoor mecca that you live in? Every day, I think that we we have with the kids full days, uh, we try to incorporate at least one sort of outdoor active activity there for their own sanity and uh, for ours as well. So Torin started riding a bike without training wheels uh, in December, uh, just hmm. before his fifth birthday. And uh, he really enjoys it. And uh, so we can usually get him out on that. We took him to the toy store recently and he got a family bike play set. Nice. Uh, family so, Family bike ride playset includes camping sets and stuff like that. So, uh, so he really enjoys that, and uh, I also really enjoy downhill skiing, um, and grew up doing that. And uh, taking tour into the mountain now—it's it's just really rewarding. And and really, I mean, all the corny parenting stuff aside, it's just great to have uh, such great company when you're doing stuff like that. And kids can be your sort of most flexible group partners in those situations. So, uh, they're, they're really good at that. And they've always had to be flexible with our schedules and activities. And, uh, that's just, uh, continued. Ian, I want to focus on when you are supporting a, a pro who is in training, that means making some sacrifices and also making some accommodations. How do you do that, Ian? It's always a challenge. Obviously, having shared experiences with the things that Emma does, like being able to ride bikes together Mm -hmm. and uh, go on some great trips together is a great way of sort of building our relationship and offering support. And how about from your perspective, Emma? When you are training, there's got to be the temptation to say, Ian needs me or my children need me or... I have a lot to do. How do you keep the focus you need to? That's a that's a good good question. I feel like having a training plan in the past has really helped. Um, so I know what I need to do, but it's also I think it's hugely helpful as a professional athlete that you can be flexible with when you train for the most part. Um, you know that if you are you know, like I was working part time still and Ian's mm-hmm. schedule, but a lot of times I could be flexible with with when I trained based on pool hours. You know, you can pretty much run whenever you can need to and and things like that. So you can I can be pretty flexible with when I get the training in. You know, I could train inside with the baby napping or or something like that. That's a really different perspective on training than you get from athletes who are single or who don't have the responsibility of a full-time job in addition to all of their family responsibilities. Taking the perspective of filling in the cracks in your time or looking for cracks in your time to get your training done, that's pretty remarkable. It's super amazing, the time management skills, balancing training, work, relationship, kids, and then uh, anything other than that. No, thanks, Yuri. Thank you. Yeah, it does seem chaotic at times, but uh, and I and Pretty I watch all the time. It seems <laughs> like total chaos. I think being being flexible is uh, is hard to keep up with from time to time, and uh, I think one's flexibility might be seen as a surprise to someone else, and uh, and balancing that can can be a little bit tricky time to time because you never know exactly when the time together is going to come. And, uh, and during the season when, when things are really important, uh, 
the time together does come second to certainly Emma's training and mm. uh, those commitments. It, it sounds like you've become comfortable with a certain amount of chaos in your life, right? Uh, how do you get to that level of comfort? I don't know if you ever really get used to it, but uh, you do become more and more accustomed to it. And uh, certainly appreciating the depth of Emma's commitment to the sport. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's kind of an all or nothing approach. Emma's not necessarily out there to to have a good time. She's out there to uh, compete and do the best she can. And, and, you know, I've never, I don't come from a sporting background and my family was never into like college basketball or anything like that. So it's sort of a foreign concept to me. Uh, but uh, with every event that Emma does, I appreciate more and more how much it takes for her to do it. And, uh, you know, when I need to step in and uh, provide that support, um, you're you're just there. There's You don't really have a choice and uh, you make the best of it. I think comparatively to a lot of other triathletes, it's probably half the amount. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that just speaks to, to how amazing your results have been, you know, balancing, managing all of this. I mean, getting fifth at Xterra Worlds is 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 amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know how you guys do it, but I, so I want to bounce back to your point about, you know, having a coach. I mean, that that obviously helps you in this whole puzzle of time management because hopefully you know exactly how long you have to ride. And like you said, then you can like try to plug it into your your daily schedule. You're like, Oh, I have a two hour window there. I can do that. And, and then know that you have accomplished what you needed to, um, that day. Yeah. I will add that my coach, Josiah Middow, that's coached me since I had Torin. He's, he's been great. Um, and part of the reason I picked him was that he's in a similar situation where he has a family and he's a full time or he's a professional athlete and he, his, you know, side job or almost my full-time job is also coaching athletes. So he, I think is pretty understandable and, um, how he, he train generally trains athletes on lower number of hours per week and is pretty understanding. If I said I couldn't get that workout done because my son is throwing up <laughs> and I have to deal with that. So if you were going to give advice to, another young couple that is thinking of having kids but keeping their job keeping their racing career what would you tell them i think definitely following your passion is really important uh, not to sound cliche but uh, i think that's how people stay happy in a relationship mm -hmm. and uh, i'm super happy to be with emma and be able to share things like biking together and traveling together um you know i think uh recognizing that you do have distinct needs and uh certainly if you're a non-athlete in a relationship with with an athlete uh just letting go and uh allowing them to really pursue their passions super important and uh focusing on the details of uh raising kids i think uh Torin um has been so wonderful to have in our lives uh, he was a little bit of a surprise and, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we are, our lives are obviously have been changed for the better, uh, be, because of him. Um, but I think it really speaks to Emma's commitment 
being a mother, I mean, she spent 18 months of her life with another human being inside of her, and I have no idea what that would be like. And uh, I think to go back to racing and uh, continue to feel revitalized every season, and when I say revitalized, that means an absolute mess in every spring, wondering what sponsors are going to come and what's going to go, <laughs> and uh, in uncertainties of scheduling and stuff like that. And again, uh if you're in that relationship with, with someone like that, just doing everything you can to support them under those circumstances. Probably the biggest thing is there's a lot more sharing that takes place. Whereas if you, cause someone always has to be responsible for little, little humans. Emma, Ian, you two are proof that it is possible to do everything all at once. Thanks so much for being on the relationship episode of the pinnacle. Thanks for having us, Fatty. Yeah. Thank you. Yuri, there is a lot to learn from those two couples. Yeah, most definitely, Fatty. But sometimes it pays to bring in a true expert, which is why we have contacted Dr. Joan Steidinger, a counselor, a psychologist, and the author of Sisterhood and Sports, which has a chapter about romantic relationships. She's also uh, a, an ultra runner, and she still is competing, I believe, past her 60s. That is impressive. She truly does not just talk the talk. She runs of the runs. <laughs> yeah, let's bring her in. Dr. Joan, thank you for joining us on the Pinnacle Podcast. And it's great to be here. Dr. Joan, I kind of want to just open up with with the the notion that, I mean, to, to be have a successful relationship um, to begin with as athletes, um, you have to have a really solid foundation with your partner to begin with, um, which is sort of tough at times because being an athlete means you're selfish, which means you're um, not necessarily always contributing to the team effort of the relationship. So I'm wondering if you might just share um, some of the characteristics or the pillars of what you consider to be the foundations of a healthy relationship just to begin with. First of all, people have to be friends, hmm. uh, much more than just, quote, being in love. And being good friends or even best friends means that you're communicating things um, on an ongoing basis, particularly when it comes to events uh, and the participation in them and if you need crew or don't need crew. And um, so you need to talk about, both of you, what your needs are, are in the context of a relationship. Would you say that there are any things that are, special or different for athletes and the way they need to support each other that might be different from a traditional or other relationships and how they might need to support each other? Well, generally, I think with athletic relationships, it's more complicated because in a regular relationship, you know, you've got two people, activities that tend not to be necessarily huge planning for. And I think with athletic couples and events that you do, you have to do a lot of planning and coordination, even more so, of course, when you have kids. Um, but, you know, like a lot of people that will lay out a six-month calendar, <laughs> see what see what their events are and see how it works with the other person. I, I mean, I worked with a couple who has an agreement, I think I mentioned them in my book, um, where they don't do the same events. They right. do different events, and so they take turns supporting each other in the events that they're doing, and then they don't have the issue of who needs more than the other person. 
That's really interesting you say that because both Jeff and Karen, um, Jeff, when we asked them sort of their key takeaways from what makes their athletic, this is the couple where both of them are pro cyclists. Jeff said support system and Karen said mm-hmm. communicate and be kind, um, which are both things that you just mentioned as being extremely uh, important in an athletic relationship. What would you say are some of the big problems that people bring to you that uh, act as wedges in their relationship? Well, I I had uh, a female athlete recently who came in that had high anxiety Mm -hmm. and her spouse didn't really understand the anxiety because he didn't have that anxiety. And so they had made reservations like the race hotel and they were kind of in the middle of everything and her anxiety shot up and she said to him, you know, I, I can't stay here. So we talked, she and I talked about it and what they did for the next event was they stayed at a hotel that wasn't in the milieu, right in the middle of all the action, Mm -hmm. which gave her time to kind of, um, contain her anxiety more and then choose of when to be in with, talking to other athletes and getting ready for the event and when not to. Um, So I think that um, people have different needs as we've talked about, and you have to figure out um, how they are the same and how they're different. And I think with women in particular, um, that, that word support and um, really being uh, feeling like, their partners hearing them is is a critical element in terms of the relationship working well. A great quote, something I highlighted in my copy of uh, of your book, is not every female athlete needs the same kind of support, but all female athletes are more likely to perform at their best when they feel emotionally supported. I would probably extend that to men as well, but I think the kinds of support that in general maybe men and women need might be a little bit different. What do you think the distinctions are? What what do men want as far as support goes versus what women want as far as support goes? Men want more tactical support hmm. and more specific actions, whereas women in general want more of that emotional kind of support, more of like um, hearing how they feel and you know, where their struggles are um, from a more emotional standpoint, because men tend to be more uh, cognitively based, more thinking based. And so the kind of support they would be would be probably more laid out in a clear and concise way than uh, a female might. Men want to fix things a lot of times, and women just want to be hurt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's interesting because I'm, I'm finding parallels between the role that my wife has played for me at times as a support crew in the pits. And then, Eldon, if you remember, Karen made um, a comment about one of her better seasons was when Jeff was in her pit um, mm-hmm. supporting her. So you had sort of a role reversal there um, of spouses providing support for each other. Um, what, you know... What are like some of the, the common problems you're seeing with um, athletes that where both have you dealt with athletes where both partners are are serious competitors? Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, and that's the couple I was talking about earlier was where they're both um, partners and one of the ways they had to resolve their both getting their needs met was to to switch off um, 
events, but I think people doing the same event, you know, they probably need to have some extra crew and logistics figured out, particularly for the men. The women need to have people there that are just also going to be just supporting them and saying, great job. And, you know, you're hanging in there and keep it up. And um, not that Mm -hmm. men don't need that, but I think with women, it's more like a feeling thing um, that helps them perform. And I think a really excellent example would be that I've talked about that men tend to be more activity-based, women more emotional. And so uh, that's one of the things couples, two couples are in the same event, need to be aware of. I had a couple where they were totally disconnected and he was focusing all the logistics and she was just focusing on emotion and we had to get them together and talk about how do we do both, Hmm. especially since we're in the same event. When there are different events, it wasn't really a problem. Yeah, I mean, I I could see how that could be a problem because, you know, you are so singularly focused, right, on what you need to do to get prepared for that event, but yet your spouse is there doing the same thing, you know, so so how do you connect with each other, too, to support it? I mean, it's, it's a really difficult dynamic. You have a nice little sort of set a checklist, uh, question list for couples that I think is really worth reviewing. Right. Well, one of the first things I talk about is, do we compete in the same events, meets or races? If not, how do we support, offer support for each other's competitions? Secondly, how do we in, together and individually handle competition, especially if we will potentially be competing against one another? Uh, which was a big issue between Ann Trayson and Carl Anderson in the early mm-hmm. days. Uh-huh. And Carl gave up a lot of, I think, um, he spent much more time supporting Anne um, and gave up a lot of his own uh, incredible abilities to compete. And she was really lucky to have him because I remember in Western states in the 90s when she was running really incredibly well and competing against the men. And um, he was in there supporting her all the way. Um, how can we create routines to more effectively handle organization? I think the key in this uh, question is that a certain amount of routine in terms of how you go to events, how do you participate in them, you know, what's your closure? You, one spouse wants to stay around for a long time. One wants to go back immediately and rest. How do you work those things out? Um you know, the question of how, when will each of us train, uh, how will we organize training and competing? You know, some couples will go out in the same group and um, and they go out in the same group and end up running with different groups and making that okay. Um, sure. Just understanding what each other or what the race day expectations are as well as exactly. training expectations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's critical. Critical. Um, how will we meet each other's needs despite our busy schedule? <laughs> One of the things in women, we tend to have a stronger part of the brain where we multitask a lot easier. So you'll see a lot more the women in relationships getting things organized um, to make it work better. Yeah. Another uh, question I suggest people um, – 
explore is, will we both try to attend each other events or will we go separately? In my experience, most people, the majority of couples go together to events. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- think the separate is more unusual. And so everything, the organization that's critical for both parties to do is um, important when they're going to events early and that they have things well-stocked and organized. And most athletes, I think, even elite amateurs as well as pros and even, you know, serious people who enter a lot of events tend to get some routines in terms of that organization, and it helps them out a lot. And finally, the last question is, how will we include or exclude our children? Will we take turns with childcare? So we've already kind of addressed that issue in our discussions. And um, I think that we have a whole new world where couples actually coordinate around kids a lot more than they did, certainly in the 90s, because in the 90s, it was much more the, the women supporting the men uh, rather than vice versa, with a few exceptions. Such a great prescriptive list there, uh, Dr. Joan. Uh, thanks so much for going through that and giving, giving us some of this really prescriptive, helpful advice uh, for Having a good uh, a good relationship, whether you are an athlete or are with an athlete. The once again, the book is Sisterhood in Sports: How Female Athletes Collaborate and Compete, and that's Dr. Joan Steidinger, who uh, has a lot of wisdom and experience with helping athletes. Uh, Dr. Joan, thanks so much for being on the Pinnacle. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So you're. What do you think about the love episode of The Pinnacle? Well, I think we both have a lot to still learn, right? No doubt. Um, But some of the takeaways tonight, mainly from Dr. Joan, um, who we just spoke with, you know, that men tend to be, we need more tactical support. Sure. um, And that women tend to need more emotional support. Um, And, you know, obviously with Emma and Ian and Jeff and Karen, I mean, how they manage their busy lives. I mean, I, 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 I connect with that, being an athlete myself. Um, and so just this idea of, of you know, planning um, and communicating your, you know, training rides, your races, your goals, your days out with your wife. I mean, just the, the idea of communication being so critical to everything. Yeah, communication really is critical. One thing that I found really encouraging, uh, both in talking with Emma and Ian and with Jeff and Karen, was that they both kind of went out of their way to say, you know what, we are still working it out. And I think whether you are pro athletes or whether one of you is an athlete and one of you is not, is... It, you have to figure it out for yourselves, right? It doesn't matter whether you're pros or whether you are just an amateur or what. Talking to each other, figuring out what works for you and realizing that probably you are not going to have a single easy answer. No matter who you are, it's going to take some work. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy relationships require teamwork. You know, they mm-hmm. require sacrifice, you know, energy, but they also, you know, can require play, fun, adventure. 
Um, so yeah, we, we heard bits and pieces of that from everybody we spoke to tonight. So yeah, very encouraging. Very encouraging. And you know, we should have probably brought in Vanessa and Lisa to talk as well, right? If there have ever been two more committed athletes slash awesome wives, well, let's just say it could not be done. We got some patient, uh, we got some patient counterparts. Agreed. Most definitely. 100% for sure. I couldn't do what I do without my wife's support and uh, complete buy-in. There you go. That was the Valentine's present to the two of them right there. <laughs> our little love note to our lovers. You served that up well. Thanks, Fanny. Oh, that's why I'm here. So, Yuri, let's talk for a second what we've got planned for the next episode of The Pinnacle. Our March episode is about a topic that is truly near and dear to my heart, food. Yeah, Fatty, we're going to bring in some experts from Goo, or uh, sort of sports nutritionist. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to speak to a race promoter whose rides go through uh, the farmland where they are getting the food for the event at the aid stations, at the after party. And then we're going to bring in a celebrity chef who happens to also be a cyclist um, to share some of their knowledge about what we love. Food. All right. A lot to learn and love about next episode for sure. If you like eating, you will like the next episode of the Goo Pinnacle podcast. And with that, we're going to wrap this episode. If you like what we're doing here, do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. And most importantly, tell your friends, spread the word on Twitter, Facebook, and in real life. For the athletes and experts at Goo Energy Labs, I'm Fatty. And I'm Yuri. Thanks for listening to the Goo Energy Labs Pinnacle Podcast. <laughs>